On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, the scariest words in the supernatural universe. We're Leviathans, and we're here to help. And keep America beautiful. Don't throw cursed objects in rivers. Let's do this. week's episode of devil's trap podcast i'm diana i'm liz i was way far away from anything sorry i'm liz hello and this week we're going to talk season seven episode 16 out with the old out with the old that's what's what we do with the old we don't we keep our old we keep our old how are you doing oh, so i'm well I know we like just saw each other, but it feels like forever, but <laughs> it's been a weird week. It's been a very Since strange week. A lot of things have yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, so since we recorded last, we saw each other after that. Yes. Cause then, we recorded on Monday. I yeah. know I can't, I can't like process days. I saw, we got to see, I got to go see green hall, which is a legacy venue in Texas and then hang out with Liz and then we had bacon waffles, and they were delicious. And we watched Transylvania 65,000, which if you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I, uh, I'll be coming out on a podcast in the next week or so with uh, for uh, with D Magazine, is what I, things I've done in the last week is my D. fun update. D Magazine Ear Burner Podcast. Uh, I'll be a guest on there talking about my work. Uh, in an not talking show about D's. I thought that the whole no, this show, that's not what it's about. <laughs> that's not, not about D's. D's. <laughs> not about D's. But Dallas. That but, would be uh, great if they had like a sub side one. Then it's just about Dallas <laughs> D's. Things that start with D in Dallas. Uh, no, just and then, dicks. Uh, no. Oh, just dicks. Yeah. Uh, you know. And then uh, with I was on there with my uh, my buddy uh, Joshua Ray Walker, who's a great um, Dallas-based but Texas um, uh, musician. Then I saw Shaky Graves, um, a Texas artist, but um, at the Longhorn Ballroom, and it was a really, really great show. Uh, and then uh, Babe got home after his long, long, long trip, and then we did a lot of Halloween shit, carved pumpkins and dressed up and all kinds of fun. So yeah, that's my story. Yes, you had many costumes. You were a Ghoul Town member. I was supposed to be a dead cowgirl, and I realized I looked like the lost member of Ghoul Town, <laughs> which is fine. It's just funny. That's a good look. That was my that was my daytime costume. You know, I tried really then, hard uh, to get that look on purpose. Sometimes I've never been able to achieve it. So apparently, I mean, that's just what you just have to say. I want to be a dead cowgirl, and there you go. Yeah, sometimes you just have to do that. And then, uh, and then came home and was a vampire bat because it was an excuse to wear a fucking onesie, which is cozy. Yes, it was very cozy, and we finally had a weather. Flip, although we are in the wonderful Texas, there's your Texas weather report, where the heater is on in the morning because it's 40 degrees, but then by like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like 80. It's it's not, hmm. it's not right. It's not good for my heating and air conditioning systems, I don't think. 
Hmm. So. Huh. Hmm. Well, it has been that flip here too, but I don't like the cold, so it kind of sucks for me. Well, I'm not a huge fan of where it is right now, but it we're going to get some nice, I think, some nice spring, autumn, like, things this weekend. So, anyways, uh, and so Halloween, sadly, is over. It is Dia de los Muertos, and I went to Muertos Fest in San Antonio this weekend, yes. which was nice to do something that was just, you know, it was good, but you know, what was really hysterical is just this world. Uh, you can look at it two ways. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go out and get, get myself like a, a nice dinner at this restaurant that I, I love and I haven't eaten at since I moved back. And I, I, can, I know I can walk to the fest from there. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll Uber down there because the new parking was going to be a nightmare. And since I was eating by myself, I go and I sit at the bar and I look over in the next room and then I see my cousin's husband and I'm just like, God damn it. Like I can literally not have like, I just want to those, like, I want to have a quiet like meal alone. And then, and then eventually like, you know, talk to my cousin and I was sitting with the lovely owner who was amazing. And my cousin was like, if you wanted a quiet evening, like you shouldn't be sitting next to her because she's a real, you know, chatty, chatty lady. And we're just like, I just don't want to talk to my family. <laughs> like there's a, there's a difference. Like I would, you know, talking to this lovely elderly woman is, you know, much more interesting than talking to my, you know, lovely elderly mother that I talk to all the time. It's like, I just wanted, something different, different conversation yeah. if I had to have one, but, uh, Muertos Fest was really good and it was very Pee Wee Herman oriented. <laughs> I don't, I don't. That's amazing. And I saw it was shared on both P on the Pee Wee Herman, whoever's managing Pee Wee Herman social media now, mm -hmm. uh, since, since Paul Rubin's passing, uh, it was shared on there, all amazing, uh, honors to, to Pee Wee Herman at, in, from San Antonio. It was really cool to see that. Yeah, you so, sent me a couple pictures while you were there, and then I follow all the PB. Yeah, I found there was at least five altars I got pictures of. There may have been, I think it, there may have been one more, but they were all really cool. And you know, it's those things are like I know they're supposed to be happy, but they also make me sad. And but well, so, they're supposed to do both, I which think. is you, yeah, and that's today, right? So the day makes me happy, and the day makes me sad. So. So happy, you know, happy day of the dead or whatever you celebrate, you know, remember your ancestors. It's a good thing. And your friends and keep their memories awesome. alive. Yes. And, but not this way. Well, maybe this way. I don't know. So we're talking about out with the old, this was season seven, episode 16. Like that transition. Is that a good one? That was good. Yeah, that okay. was really slick. I'm right. very impressed. Look, so, it's like we know what we're doing. Look, Yeah, I know. Uh, so this was first aired March 16th, 2012, and it was directed by John F. Showalter. The last time we saw him direct was Slash Fiction and written by uh, Jenny Klein, who I really like. That was, you know, the once writer's assistant becomes writer and then becomes just boss bitch extraordinaire, but also co-authored by Robert Singer. So I think that's interesting. And mm -hmm. still a reminder of us is season seven and Sarah is a, the showrunner right now. So you get, her influence is in a bit of this, right? Because we are, I think, going to see the big bad storyline 
starting to come back again because we you know mm-hmm. the big the big bad is it's is been gone like, for a few episodes right now. so we've been focusing a lot on bobby's death and what's going on with that and we kind of haven't the big mouse have just been a lot of dean going frank what's going on frank tell me about some dick yeah and then i i have come up with some new theories about frank and dean <laughs> frank and dean frank's and frank's frank. and dean's yeah we need a hot dog okay so we're gonna start off with these skinny bitches, and I'm so jealous of all of you because you pretty little ballerinas, your shoes, and your cute little leg warmers. Y'all look adorable. Yeah, but they leave out the joy of what their feet look like here because these are point dancers. So oh no, their um, feet are gross. They're so gross. Okay. But that they're, so they're tough bad bitches. Like that's what like they are like smoke chain smoking, drinking diet coke. They're not eating anything. These girls look surprisingly healthy. They were not actually ballerinas. These were just very cute girls in like ballerina outfits. Maybe they were dancers, but well. They're, they're a little snarky. There's arena is late and no showed for practice and they're being a little snarky about it, but arena shows up on her own late putting on her point shoes. These point shoes are pristine. Did you ever, did you, did you do dance growing up at all or anything like that? Like no, my parents like it just kept me in the woods. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I was just... So I did dance like my sister yeah. and I did dance. I actually took point. Oh, I didn't year. know you did point. That's crazy. Oh my God. You would have been so tall, like so tall. (laughs) I was also, I was also built about like that back then. Not today, but that's okay. Uh, uh, With your bun, were you like seven foot tall? (laughs) Probably. Uh, Yeah, probably close. No, I was not good at point. I have weak, weak ankles apparently. And so I had to do like ankle exercises. Also, those things destroy your feet. Like you literally wrap your toes in like sheep, like like whatever lamb's wool. Wrap your toes in it and gauze, and then you have to like stomp the toes of your feet in this resin, like all stompy, and then you get stand up on the top of your feet. Also, in point, you aren't up on the points the whole time. That's like a misnomer in like TV and film yeah. and stuff. If you actually go to a ballet, they aren't on the toe the whole time. That's part of what they do. That's usually when they do spins or specific poses. Anyways, I'll, I digress. I think, I'm mad I about think, how pristine these shoes are. I think it that was a good digression, but also they're pristine because they're curse. And that's probably should have been your first sign of them. Like, but there's something is wrong the same, with these? there's something wrong with these shoes. They're very pretty, but also most of, like I said, all of them were like super cute. I was like, Oh, like, well, we get a pretty fun death scene for Arena. I'm just going to go straight to it. Yep. Uh, as our janitor is mopping in the hallway, she can't see him. She can't stop dancing. Can't uh, stop, she won't is spinning stop. And, can't stop, won't stop. She is spinning and spinning and spinning. And they do a really good edit I here, love though, this. where it looks like she's following the movements of the mopping. Yes, it's and so you're great. Like, as a viewer, you're like, what the fuck? Well, I also kind of wonder, like, could he hear what was playing through the speakers? And so he was dancing he with his mom. Music? And, like, maybe, like, in his head, like, he wanted to be a dancer his whole life. And he never got a shot. And so the closest thing he has is to mop, like, in this dance <gasps> studio. And oh so he gosh. just, like, wants to imagine his dream. And, like, there should be a movie, like, when he comes out and he wins, like, the senior dance contest or something. Or his kid, like yeah. his kid has to break out and he's like, no, you can't have these dreams. 
I, know, I just made Sap up 75. You did. So we did. You did. Anyways. I'm impressed. So. so she dances and we see blood splatter and then we finally see what happens and her feet have broken off and she did. And it is quite a pretty epic death scene. Very apropos for around Halloween. It felt to me, I'm like, oh, I feel like this is somebody's like, like haunted house scene. Also, he just mopped that floor. That is very rude. So oh, I thought he mopped about the, the hall. He hadn't mopped in there yet. They've been practicing. Okay, so well, funny. hopefully he hadn't gotten to that yet. But he, the janitor, is very upset, and he does cross himself. He does do this on the cross. But the ballet shoes are sitting there, posed perfectly, pristine. Yeah, so, so you no know blood with the fucking See? shoes. Yeah, you know something's up with them. So we cut to our brothers and Dean is on the phone with Frank talking about Dick's activities, <laughs> including, including an archaeological dig. And if he's outside in a jacket that is clearly not like heavy enough for whatever weather they're at, because there is basically looking at like piles of snow. Yeah. And Frank talks about wanting to get that. He's going to go to, uh, what is it? Tronso is that how he said it he's, he's going to Norway class. that's just I just he's, I, going, to he's going to Norway because there's zero Leviathan activity there hmm. noted but he does point out that there's a brand new bigger sins that is now opened in Butte Montana Sam and Dean are in Oregon and Dean's like hey I I want to know more about the coordinates that Bobby left for us in Wisconsin but Frank's got nothing and they're both annoyed with each other basically and then frank hang frank yeah my good lord frank gave it to you yeah hangs up on him frank hangs up on him and i just i very identify with frank i love a good hang up on people it feels good i miss the fact that i can't slam a phone down really well in the meantime sam strolls up with like cough with drinking a coffee a bunch of coffee and dean's like calls him out for his coffee consumption and we find out now that sam is not sleeping sam is drinking coffee to stay awake because every time he closes his eyes now lucifer is yelling in his head because in the last episode he had been able to ignore lucifer and then make him stop by pushing on his hand but now that he acknowledged lucifer because he told him to shut up now he can't do it anymore. So I think this is stupid, though. Like, if you can't fall asleep because somebody is yapping at you, why are you drinking caffeine? Because you're just going to be stressed and, like, super... Uh, you're going to feel worse. Like, after a while, those two are going to counteract each other and you're just going to, like, want to throw up. And then you're going to be nause- nauseated. Nauseous? Nauseous. Yeah, then you're going to be nauseous. Know, I mean, if and... you're just desperate to try to stay awake and not fall asleep, what else do you do? But he's he wants he says he wants to sleep. That's what I don't yeah, get. But, but he well, says he would like, like the, to sleep. He but, well, likes the, to sleep, but Lucifer won't shut up. So if he falls asleep, so he can't go to sleep is the thing. Yeah, he's saying he can't go to sleep. So why are you drinking coffee? It's stupid. Anyways, they're they're know, really dumb boys. I get it. They are so. Dean's trying to re, you know, kind of like, okay, crazy Sam, you know, he's not really there. Yeah, I know he's not, but the hand thing's not working. But by the way, there's this dancer that danced her fucking feet off. Let's go check it out. I wrote, Sam has found an article about old no feet. And Dean thinks dancers are toe shoes full of crazy. And he saw Black Swan twice. So they're going to Portland. Accurate. And then, oh, Diana, tell us about that hot piece of steel. You didn't. You didn't, didn't get what the car was. I failed. Failed us. Why do I keep you? 
Because you wear a red blazer. That's why. I was so focused on the fucking ballet shoes. And then I was like, damn it, they're going to change cars three times this episode. So fuck it. Because they've been doing that to me. And then they were all good cars. I I don't know. Maybe it's your homework afterwards to go back and find them and post them on Instagram. Okay. So they drive off and I'm pretty sure it was either a Firebird or a Trans Am. Firebird. Was it a Firebird? It was a Firebird. I thought it was. Yeah. I think my first gut thought was a Firebird, but sometimes I get those confused. So they are very similar. So it's reasonable. Yep. So at the police station, (laughs) they are at the Portland police department. And this is where my notes just say, nope, nope, nope. Keeping my mouth shut. And. (laughs) Oh, well, this is all, this is a while ago. So we're just gonna leave it at that. Sure. Um, so they're discussing that there weren't signs of sulfur or anything else like that at the dance studio. So they get like super, super like cool guy dismissed by the cop at the counter until they flash their FBI badges. And then they get to go see crime scene photos in the evidence room. So before they make it. Yeah. yeah. So they have skipped. They've indicated that they've interviewed all of the other dancers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested that they didn't want to pursue that. Like, as I think there was some comedy gold that probably was there, probably just because I wanted to see more ballet dancers. But I feel like they left that out, and I was kind of sad about it. Maybe the douchebag meter for Dean couldn't handle that conversation. Perhaps maybe they're just like, no, no, we can't do that. We can't. That's too far. Too far. Too too far. So. While that happens, we do get a cop who looks very much like the cop that was in Everybody Loves Raymond, whatever that dude's name is. You know what I'm talking about? And I feel like they're very similar. So he's getting the ballet shoes out of the evidence. And he's got a child who is working in the evidence room because Portland PD apparently does not have child care, which I'm kind of actually surprised going forward. But I mean, also, this was... 12 years ago. Um, yeah, there so still should got, be a child in the evidence locker. There should not Why be a is there a the child locker? in the evidence locker? There's That's, no, and there's, you cannot have I no kids in the evidence locker. I don't care no what, what year this locker. is. No, no, I meant about child care <laughs> yeah, being offered by them. That's the part. But child, a child should not be hanging out in the evidence room. We got little Tracy, his daughter, and she really wants these fucking point shoes because you know why? Because she's a fucking little girl and they're pretty point shoes. That's why she wants them. Or because they're cursed. Oh, that too. That too. And he tells them that she can't touch them, but she's going to go to the bathroom. And while she's in the bathroom, Sam and Dean get to finally see the crime scene photos, and they agree that it's real fucking weird because it is. And Tracy's in the bathroom, and she walks. Someone had no feet. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Well, also, like, can you die from no feet? I don't know. Because I, mean, I, I was mean, like, that's how much you bleed out. Because how I mean, fast you can you bleed time out? Like, I don't know. So, uh, back to Tracy and in the shoes. In the bathroom, she walks in the bathroom, and the shoes are in the middle of the bathroom, waiting for her. Perfect. And she's just like and, a happy little girl, like, fuck yeah, here I get the damn shoes. Or like and any we're all woman. Like, and I'm all like, you oh, those are that's creepy as fuck. You, no, I was like, that's creepy as fuck. You would I'm not put them the on. Random, the shoes chased me to the bathroom. No. I would put them on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. They're really pretty. Maybe. So she goes to them, sits on the floor, and they shrink to her shoe size. That is the most magic. fucking the amazing thing ever. that has ever happened. Why the fuck has this not been invented yet? 
why why my shoes still not fit me so in the meantime sam and dean have gone to the evidence room and that cop dad's there and he's like oh i'm surprised the fbi is here here's the shoes oh shit my little girl took them she oh shucks my child is just she has just run off with state's evidence and it's just it's not yeah, state's evidence, whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, no big no. deal on that kid. She's such a kidder. That's so silly. So Sam and Dean, like, haul ass to the women's restroom. And Tracy's on the floor admiring the shoes. And she looks super freaked. They come in. And this is where the scene gets real, like, bad look. If somebody walks in, this looks so bad. This looks so bad. Because we've got Sam runs up. She, like, the shoes lift her off the ground and start making her dance. Sam runs over, grabs her by the body, while Dean's trying to take the shoes forcibly off of her feet. And she kicks him in the head, not once, but twice. But while he's wrestling with her feet, she's screaming, I'm sorry, and Sam is holding her squirming body in the women's restroom. Yeah, that's not a good look for anybody. But it's also quite comical because uh, she is apologizing. So you can tell that, you know, she is not, she feels bad about what's happening. Dean's getting kicked in the face by a child. So that's also funny. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's shot very well. Um, It is. And especially if you think about like those giant, like I know it's a fake bathroom, but can you imagine like those two giant men, like in a real women's restroom? Very crowded. Yeah, very crowded. But it's just, it's, it's, they're like, oh, we definitely have a cursed object. And fortunately, we also have a cursed object, which has a sticker on it. Point shoes definitely cost more than $15.99. Well, these were supposed to be used. Used point shoes. Generally cost more than but you also have to remember where, where it says condition. that they're coming from. They're coming from this antique store, and we'll learn maybe somebody like, didn't uh, price them. We can go into a whole uh, antiques road show uh, about what's going on. Call the fucking Pawn Stars. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so there we go. So they're like, all right, time to go to the shop. Yeah. And uh, as they park, it's real weird. Dean looks in the back seat, and the, the, the shoes are there. That's viewers. We're like, okay, yeah, the shoes are there. But they point out that the shoes had been in the trunk. And Dean really, really wants to touch the shoes and dance into oblivion. And it's because he touched them before. And he's getting the strong urge to Prince Siegfried himself into oblivion, which was the one of the main characters in uh, Swan Lake, which is like A from Black Swan. So... He watched it probably more than once if he remembers who Prince Siegfried is. And yeah. Guess what movie I've never seen. Of course. Well, that's a modern one. You should see that one. It's it's very good. It's very it's very dumb. It was not intentional. I just it was not like intentionally missed it. I just didn't see it. Yeah, and that and Miss Miss Mila Kunich, or how are you say her name? Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, damn it. Damn those names. But yeah, that scene was really hot. Anyways, um, okay. So wait, where were we? Okay, so shoes. Okay, and oh, this is where this is where I start getting pissed off at them. Okay, so one, okay, so the shoes are in the back seat. I'm like, y'all, this is not your first rodeo with the cursed object. Like, how do you not have some sort of box that you could put it in 
like you have seen from your father, from Bobby, from all the places that you have seen cursed objects before. Why in trunk? Well, the, the guess there is no trunk, right? So, but yeah. Well, I guess they're, how, they're working. This, they're working on the run with different cars. This is so. an interesting question. Like, how are they transporting they weapons trunk. and shit? Like, I don't think they have the arsenal that they normally do. Interesting. Okay. Limited. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll buy that. Okay. I think they're limited. <clears throat> well, on the streets here in our little town of portland downtown portland which is not downtown portland from eh, no but it looks portland it looks it, is, it, just, it does not look portland ish it is, does not look portlandia it looks portlandish yeah. <laughs> i got it so we've got a our real estate agent and her assistant in their lovely red placers saying goodbye to mr marshall after discussing an offer on his hardware shop. So, and since those of you who can't see this, Diana is sporting a, a lovely red blazer in honor of this episode. Yeah. This That's also fair. where it starts to remind me of a Hallmark movie. And maybe it's just because my mom, snowy. it's, well, it's snowy, but it's just Hallmark season is like, it is kicking into gear. It's about to be time. I've, no, it's already time. They're already showing them. So, so my mom was watching some this week. And my theory is maybe they had these like ready to go for something else they couldn't do like during the writer's strike. And these are like getting pushed in to like, or like mm. these were like things that were sort of ready and are filling in the gaps right. now. I don't know. They're just, but they're on. Maybe. But there is very much a like the bad corporations coming to town is going to close out the mom and pop businesses. Yep, yeah, that is that is definitely the the theme. (sighs) Yeah, and this woman is pretty mean to her assistant George, and she insults him and then makes him open her car door for her, which is a great combination. She's kind of a bitch. Kind of. If we only knew, we only knew. So Sam and Dean are crossing the street. Sam is holding the shoes out in front of him. I can't tell. You said like maybe it's a pencil. I don't know if it's a screwdriver, but he's holding the shoes on on something where he's not touching them out in front of him. Yeah. And so at this point, I'm just really I'm getting upset. Like I, I get I will get further and further upset over this as this episode goes on. But at this point, I do want to point out that there is another option besides putting them in a box, and that is exercising them. No, that's true. So as promised last week, this is part of our exorcism sequence. But if you're watching it on YouTube, it'll be three because the other, it was too long. So I'm spilling it. So this will be the third part. So it just made things confusing and fun. See if you're paying attention. So exorcisms, the sequel. Exorcisms, the sequel. Yep. So again, appropriate for our season of times. But exorcisms, like, do you really have a season? I think they're a year-round thing, right? So I want to talk about. So this is ton. This is lore. This is lore. Officially. Yeah, officially. Not unofficial. It could also be unofficially. I don't think there's like an official lore. Oh, there is. So this, what we're going to talk about is the invest infestation of an object instruction for priests. So. That is the title of this, and this comes from the St. Michael's, the St. Michael's Center that we were talking about last week, although it's credited on their webpage to the Catholic Handbook of Deliverance Prayers by Sequoia. 
sure, we'll say that's that's me. So, but that title for me does kind of indicate that this is instructions for how to infest an object and not how to exercise. Uninfest it. But this is really to to uninfest? Defest? So what is an infested object? I think we have to, to clarify that at first, right? So included among infested objects are amulets, talismans, good luck charms, new age stones and crystals, wands, objects used in hexing and cursing, and idolatrous statues and objects. So to me, the like, because you say infested, I think of demons in there, right? And it's just like, yeah. oh, I'm living in these cursed shoes. They want to do whatever, you know. Yeah. But I guess there really wasn't like a demon in there. There was just like a, a, a thing. I don't know, like a magic. I don't know. And and intention? Intention. But anyhow, mm-hmm. this is basically saying, though, anything like anything like, like a personified little demon going like let's dance bitch yeah like, like they're the not show. like in the new age crystal that you're putting up your vagina right like i don't think there's a little demon in there being like yeah but my god but, i almost lost my wine <laughs> but okay so i forget what those are called but that is something that would be considered an infested object so, so uh two the, put some demon crystals up your twat yeah got it so all all crystals up your twat are demonic or at least infested so they must be sprinkled with holy water while a prayer of deliverance is made over them if they can be burned burn them so obviously you can't burn the the twat crystal crystal twat every which way we can Why say not? that i mean you can like cleanse it with fire but i mean you can't burn it like i think they want you to like burn it not burn just it. like oh. set it on fire like you know burn it and get rid of not it not like put it in a flame you want it to actually <laughs> you like, want it to be consumed by okay. by something and i mean that's a good clarification yes yes and i'll tell you why so well, while it's burning you say our father over them and then afterwards okay. the ashes are thrown in outdoor running water like in a river i'm not sure if like a hose could work but also so the, then, like the next step says that if they are if they cannot be burned after the deliverance prayer, they are thrown in outdoor running water. Make sure they are thrown in an area where they would not be found, because otherwise, like you're just saying, like I have this cursed object, I'm like littering one. Like you're just encouraging littering. Like you know, like you want people to set shit on fire, and some of these things, like probably you should not be burning and inhaling. Like, but it also stops. Do we know our- what kind of? Do we know what kind of like? In, inhalable things are coming from burning demons? I don't know. I don't know, but also just burning like the physical object itself. Like the shit's yeah. probably made like, you know, with weird like toxins that are just going to give you cancer. So then it also says, do not forget to wash one's hands with holy water after handling such objects. So we, we have not seen Sam and Dean wash their hands with holy water once. I will mm, say that. Never. They never use that yeah. as a method for cleansing their hands. But maybe they should. I mean, maybe if I had, yeah. I mean, I get they're running unlimited things. But that's something, like, they've learned to do on, like, the fly, right? So I would just say before I, like, rubbed some magical, like, point shoes, like, maybe throw some holy water in my hands. Like, you know, you're probably carrying a bottle of sanitizer. Just carry a bottle of holy water. You know, like, yeah. So, all right, number six. 
How does one deal with infested objects? Okay, this one I could I have looked like I could not figure out what they meant. Like I had a discussion with my chat GPT demon. Like we could not figure out what this meant. And I don't know if it's just a typo. I'm assuming it's a typo. So it says, how does one deal with infested objects of nature, such as a tree of earther where elementals have been seen to dwell? I have no fucking idea what a tree of earther is. Neither does the internet. Or AI. Does this mean a tree? Because it's from the earth? I think, or maybe like, like maybe a tree where like a, like a naiad or something was in it, like an elemental, like a fairy. Because I think when you say elemental, I kind of, I think of like a fairy, right? Or like those type of things that live in you know nature religions hmm. i don't know but apparently if you have something that have the has that aspect of it so it's an object of nature like a tree right. of something i'm assuming i don't know what that typo was for it's something got auto-corrected and I, it's huh. like a mad lib like a Mad Lib for weird exorcisms. So the, the, it has many steps to follow. So you call upon the protection of the Blessed Mer- Virgin Mary for oneself, one's loved yeah. ones, and also one's possessions. Call upon the intercession and assistance of all the saints and the angels, especially St. Michael. With a crucifix in one hand, pray a deliverance prayer over the object, Sprinkle holy water and exercise salt on the object and the surrounding area. The salt must be exercised. It must, you can't use just like your table, pink Himalayan salt. You've got to make sure that's exercised. If appropriate, you may afterwards place a sacramental on the object, such as a St. Benedict's medal or a crucifix. Blessed, of course. Huh. I don't know, like, what that has to do with the nature thing, though, right? I feel like somebody, like, was copy and pasting for another part of their 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 crisis management plan for this cursed object. I think you're correct. Because I don't feel like that goes with something. number six or whatever that was. No. Because, I mean, unless they're saying, I guess, like, you can... No, it's you don't burn the tree. You just, like, basically put holy water and salt on it. It's real sad after you had to burn the tree. <laughs> I mean, you could, or like just like cut down the tree and threw it. But in I do the think river. it's interesting that that the you know we still have our constants of holy water and salt always come back. We we keep coming back to it. And I wonder, like it's all coming back. Like I wonder though if that is more of a recent thing, right? As these things starting to get getting maybe written down it'd be interesting to kind of chase the origin of where the catholic handbook of deliverance prayers came from hmm. i didn't go down that rabbit hole i just stopped with this this rabbit hole no understood that's a reasonable rabbit hole to stop at yep so that is something i, I feel like there's people that spend entire like scholarly lives studying what, the other part but go ahead Oh, I'm I'm sure I will go back to it at some point. Like this show will always the concept of the exorcism will be we've got seven how many more seasons? Eight, <laughs> Don't make me do seven. math. Eight, at least eight. That's something like yeah. seven and a half. So yeah. anyways. So after we finish this one, then it's yeah. 
Yep. So that is the conclusion of exorc- exorcisms part two or part two, depending on how you're consuming this. So don't don't litter. No litter. Don't burn it down says trees. litter. You're supposed to litter no, and burn shit. You gotta, burning That's down what the shit. church said. See if you can get by with just some holy water and salt and some prayers. I'm just like, look, if that's like your last, like, why, don't why don't put, you just don't do put that? A demon crystal in your, don't put a demon crystal in your twat. Well, or, or if you do put a demon crystal in your twat, like, don't try and burn that. Like, I don't think you can. Like, don't, like, you have to have a really, like, strong fire. But also, if holy water and salt works, like, why are you going to, like, why do you have to find a river? The holy water and salt seems like that's pretty easy. Anyways, if I ran the exorcisms, this is what happens when you don't let women be women be in charge. Exorcism guide. If you had let women be in charge of shit, this would be so much work. We can make this practical and simple. (laughs) Okay, And, and efficient. Anyways, and so we're going uh, back and, and yeah. clearly and and clearly communicate the steps. Clearly, there we go with the flow chart, probably. So they're going back to the antique store, and the man working here has his like mom had whatever these things were in the coolest box ever, and I want the furniture line made from this box. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, our business is going out of sale because my, uh, you know, there's. A bunch of shit my mom had in the back and i'm selling it and these really cool carved wooden boxes that this shit was in uh but it was all in her safe and obt dub my mom died last week which is sam was being a dick to him like he was being he was. very but he, like how dare you sell this shit he's like i don't know my mom had this shit he's like where why was she selling it i don't know she fucking died last week like what the fuck do you want from me dude yeah, and so kind I get it. Like, he's like, oh, all right. But I feel like Scott is is shady, and I don't know if I would trust what he said. I like Scott. Poor Scott Freeman. I thought he was – I liked him. I thought he seemed nice. Sure. So, I don't trust and he's just, he's just he's just trying to get rid of all the stuff that she collected. And Dean has two more of these wooden boxes with symbols on them that are empty, so they ask what was in them. More like they yell and, before- and like, berate him about what is happening. And – yeah. I love these well, boxes bef- so much. They're the best purse boxes. And before we find out that before Scott can even answer and tell Sam and Dean what was in them, we cut to a new scene in a kitchen where a woman is pulling a knife from her, her knife block. And if she is, if she's got a meat grinder loaded up. Man, they are teasing us as the audience so hard. <laughs> we got knives, we got fucking meat grinder. I was like, damn. And we've got these perfectly sliced vegetables. And it made me kind of mad. Uh, and we've got a woman perfect, continuing to perfectly slice vegetables. And then making me go, uh, damn, I really, when's the last time I cut a vegetable? I need to cut more really? vegetables. Uh, <laughs> I cut vegetables a lot. And then we get a shot of some fancy old scissors sitting on a pile of magazines. They're continuing to tease <laughs> us. And then a tea kettle whistles. Oh, that's weird. And it's a very pretty, very ornate tea kettle. It's like a cast iron kind of one. I wouldn't drink out decorated. of that. Yeah. I would be totally afraid to like put that on fire. That seems like a, a bad idea. She walks over to it, grabs the metal handle with her bare hand, which starts steaming, and tilts her head back and starts pouring the hot water down her throat and face, burning her significantly as it does. So. What the fuck? That was amazing. What the fuck? 
It was, it was so, so good. It was so gross. The effects and awesome. were excellent. It was well done. It was mm-hmm. awful. It was amazing. Yeah. So then yeah. we just cut from that back to the antique store. And Sir Scott is all there. The stuff is all covered in like a symbols in a safe. I didn't understand like why. Like this seems like But he does say what kind of F what kind of FBI guys are you? <laughs> like he does ask that, which is valid. But he's like, I just thought she was into weird stuff. Huh. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like at least like I would the Google was like starting to exist now. I don't know. I would be like something is going on. But what if, this is, I think why I don't like it. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like somebody coming and being like, oh, the shoes you sold in your second hand store killed somebody. I think I'd be kind of like, the fuck? Who are you? But also my mom had all this stuff that were in all these boxes with weird symbols on it in a safe with weird symbols on it. Like, haven't you seen Raiders of the Lost Ark or like anything, like any sort of pop culture, like any, like anything that was like, oh my God, why are there symbols all over this? Like how, what, what fucking moron are you that it doesn't make you go, was my mom a Satanist or something? Something. Well, Scott's, like, very confused when Dean tells him that the junk is killing people. So Sam's just like, I just need to know what you sold and the names and addresses of who you sold it to. So Sam and Dean pull up to a house. They, it's a woman that they, they know has bought a tea kettle. And Sam's like, well, hey, you know, anything could be turned in from a pencil could be turned into a weapon of mass destruction at this point. So... They just stroll on into this lady's house. No knock, no break in, no yell. Just walk on in her front door, which is apparently unlocked. They got a and... no knock warrant. It's fine. So, Shit. <laughs> but they walk in and they, they find the scene. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And, you know, so at least this time, like, they find poor tea kettle lady and Dean uses gloves, but you, you've got the fucking box, man. You, you've got the yeah, fucking box. Just put it put it in the box but they have to and then they have to call in the um the the death because they're the only ones that know this lady's dead now so sam has to call the police and be like oh there's been an accident like uh, yeah like who the fuck are you and he's like he gives uh, the name bruce hornsby who's a musician yep he sure does i mean and technically like they didn't have to call they could have just let her turn into a pile of goo but Anyways, so after disappointing me with what they But here's doing, my question. Yeah. Hold on. I've got a question. So the police are going to show up and they're going to be like, this lady died from these weird burns on her neck, face, and throat. Where did she get the burns? Because they're taking the tea kettle with them. It's Portland. <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought that was like, well, like they just took the weapon, the thing that she killed herself with whether intentionally or not, but it's the thing she killed herself with is now gone. And yeah, so now but they kind of, they fuck up crime scenes everywhere they go. They yeah, also left their leg, true. their DNA and the fingerprints all over this. Like, I'm that's sure true. there was like some cold case, like 2023, like Dateline about the serial killer, Sam Dean Winchester, because all their DNA was discovered everywhere. All their, all these cases, so yeah. anyway, so they've got the well, box and this is where they determine the next things they have to go after. Yes. Uh, so they're going to split up. Sam is going to go seek out a gramophone. And of course, Dean is going to go get a vintage gentleman's mag. How does old porn kill you? First, good question. Good question. We all know 
we all know. So first, the gramophone. And we're going to a suburban home. Uh-huh. And, and we've got a woman, uh, and she turns it on, and she's admiring it while this kid is sitting there playing on his iPad. Because he's and, like, I don't get this fucking gramophone. I'm here. I'm with like, you. Whatever. Yeah. And so, but she leaves, goes putting away laundry. <laughs> And while she's gone, like we, we we realize the music is playing, and there's some weird fucking voice behind. I love this gramophone so much. I wish I had this gram. It's the cutest thing ever. It's like, hey, Danny, hey, Danny, come here, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Oh, I don't know why I thought his name was Danny, but whatever. So, hey, little boy, come here, come here, and then like comes and whispers to him, and apparently whispers. Wouldn't it be fun to slash your mom with a butcher knife? And, and apparently it's not his mom, it's his nanny, according to the uh, oh, according to the to the casting yeah. notes, but still, yeah. Super fucking crazy because his he go gets a knife and when she comes back downstairs to fold, to sit down and read a magazine, he sneaks up on her with a fucking knife. He's gonna stab this bitch in the neck from behind. But guess what? Sam arrives just in time. Yay, she don't die. Yep, and, and at least Sam also uses the gloves. To, you know, he's using the... Uh, kitchen gloves. The kitchen gloves, yes, the dishwashing gloves. But again, why? You've got the box. But, and this kid's fucking rude. And I'm just like, maybe he's after... Like, That's mine! Yeah, Dang. maybe just after, like, the rude kids from, like, last night and, like... Y'all, America needs to do something about your rude ass kids in Halloween. This apparently was not just a problem in my neighborhood. Apparently, Aww. it was a problem everywhere. What the fuck? It's a happy holiday. Don't be rude. Don't be little dicks. Yeah. Uh, well, luckily ours are mostly good here, but there we go. So Sam, Sam's like tells him he's like, "This is a good time for a lesson in gratitude." But lucky for you, I'm too tired. Takes the gramophone leaves. He does. And Dean has gotten the porn just in time. And he finally has a box, though. There's finally something. He finally he has got just, a box. Finally, thank God. I was just like, okay. I can, I can calm down. Calm the fuck down. They put the, they put the cursed objects in the boxes. Where they belong. Like, oh, hey, order has been restored. Order has been restored. And we go back. And Sam does want to know, like, what just in time meant. But nobody wants to know. But we know. We all know. So we go back to the antique store. Yeah, and Dean's putting all the boxes in the, back in the mom's safe because he's like, nope, we're going to put all this in here. And Scott's kind of trying to talk to him. He's like, so wait, my mom my mom wasn't, wasn't just like a whack job. This shit's real. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah. And Sam, Scott feels kind of bad now. He's like, man, I really like feel kind of guilty. I really just like pushed her to sell the store. This real estate agent lady kept coming around. And then right after that, like right after mom finally agreed, mom had this accident and you know, it's, it was just. See, and this is also what I think I fucking hate Scott because his mom, I think his mom was awesome, right? She's got all these cursed objects that she has in boxes. She was probably out collecting them. Like she was some sort of like hunter or something like working like something like collecting cursed objects and putting them safe and locking them away, right? So his mom was probably fucking awesome. He was just a snotty little brat kid being like, "Nom, sell your junk," and she's actually protecting the world. Fuck you, Scott. Hey, most of us wouldn't believe someone if they're like, "No, I'm. I don't want to tell you about my cursed objects I'm collecting." But they were Somebody clearly real. 
She was clearly real and he was a dick. I'm sorry. He was not nice to his mom. Oh, I feel bad for Scott. Oh, Anyways. fuck Scott. Uh, so, and, 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 and he, but he does feel bad. He's very, he feels really guilty about how this all went down. I don't think and he's he expressing does. I that. think he's full of shit. And Dean says, and, De- and Dean consoles him. It was a nice little scene, I thought. And Dean's like, you know, the guilt won't bring her back. You just got to live the way that would make her proud. Meh. Aw. Meh. Whatever. Oh, that was sweet. And he says, just don't go near the fucking safe. We're going to get a U-Haul. <laughs> cool. So, and so you can happening. tell you can't you can't trust Scott either. Scott's like cool, like you know he's going to do something. He's not. That fucks. So him. outside, Dean's walking down the street, and he starts realizing that he sees these signs for Joyce Bickleby Realty everywhere, every single storefront. She is buying up every bit of real estate. And he's even, just heard yeah. freaking. They had heard they had heard heard them talking to. They saw them talking to Mister Mister Marshall on their way in. Now he's got Scott's story. And so now there's like, now it's ringing like a little bit of an alarm bell. And even the last name Bickleby is Hallmark. It kind of is. It is. So I think it's also just her coloring. It's like maybe even the coloring of this episode, like it's just very reminiscent of that. I think mean, it's just maybe it's the very over the top blazers is probably. Well, it's like the super cliche, like no real estate agent wears this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like the over the top, like, yep. that whole, that like, cause everybody's a fucking real estate agent now. No offense. I know a lot of lovely people that are real that can do real estate. It's just one of those things. Um, so we cut back to Joyce, our real estate agent and Mr. Marshall. And they're in her office and she's explaining that like, look, the block's just not going to be the same anymore with your gone. But you know, we just, you know, she's really rude to George. I mean, it's just basically she's yeah. doing a hard sell. She's doing a hard sell. And she's, but she's like, if I was like this dude, I'm like, you're belittling your employee in front of me. And you think that's going to make me want to give you shit, lady? Fuck off. And so the speech and, she's giving is just backfiring. Uh, it totally backfires because her whole thing is like, oh, she thinks he's agreed. He is going to sell. He's ready to sign. And she's like, yeah, it'd be so great. You can get on with your life. And that's when he realized the store is his life and that's, he doesn't want to get on with it. So she's like, no, can't sell. Sorry. So she's trying to change tactics, but it's too fucking late. And then she gets real dark because then she says he's going to get up and leave. She shakes his hand and wishes him luck with the rest of his life. What little there is left. Okay. This got weird. And as they're shaking hands, she squeezes it, and then she twins and turns into him. <gasps> because she's a fucking Leviathan! Leviathan! And then she snaps his neck and signs the papers and sells his property. Is this forgery? Is that, is that legally binding? I don't know, because you're him, so I don't know. That's very questionable. It's very weird. It is. Like, this, and... is, this, is, this would be a, a, a case for a bill of course. <laughs> It would be. So I want to see Judge Judy take this case on. Oh, oh yes, yes, please. Switch. Or um, oh, Family Feud, Family Feud. Uh, oh, well, that's Steve Harvey. On yeah, there. Steve Harvey. He's also a judge. The ju- I like to see Judge, judge Steve Harvey oh, do this. Uh, but God. George is finally come. Like he's standing up a little bit, and I was like, "Do you, Joyce? Did you go too far?" Yeah. He's like, look, you know, we, we've already killed a few people and you're going to call attention to this. And you know, Mr. Roman don't like that shit. And, but she is not happy. She's like, no, you need to take this body to this dude's house and make sure it looks like his cigar 
like burned him up. Boom. Go. No, She's not no. hearing George's comments. And then she threatens him by telling him that she's had five assistants. It's not very complimentary to her. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's I've so worked for like, Joyce. It's like, yeah, I have very much PTSD with, with Joyce. She's bitchy because her coffee's tepid and then she wants a okay, so what do you suss out this this coffee order is? Grande non fat whip white mocha one pup sugar free double shot espresso. Is that even a coffee drink? Yeah. I bet you could go order that right now. <sighs> okay, so it's a mocha, right? With it's a mocha double espresso. So it's got a, it's a mocha, it's a white a white chocolate mocha with an extra shot. So and, why didn't you but, just but say that? Free. Because that's not how they construct it. It's stupid. <sighs> it is. Fuck I, you, Joyce. I don't drink coffee drinks like that. So Joyce is awful. Um, and so, the, but she's got her specific barista on Maine, and so she wants George to go do that. In the meantime, we've got Sam driving by himself, um, which is a terrible idea. Oh, yeah. This is the guy that's not sleeping out to drive at night alone. Anyways. Yeah. But like, I feel this pain because I think it's a very relatable scene. Like, we've all, like, as much as we shouldn't do it, like, we've all Ugh. had that driving where you're, like, so tired and all you want to do is, like, stay up. I cannot anymore. I have sleep apnea and it happens to me all the time. Anyway, so uh, we're striking that for the record. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, this song, there's a song called Start Me Laughing playing by a a band called Dead Confederate. And his phone rings and Dean's like, hey, you know, by the way, we can't leave town yet. I'm, um, he's sitting at a diner doing research and he's like, look, yeah, there's these super sus deaths tied to the real estate deals. So we've got to check it out. And Sam is struggle busting it hard. Uh, well, on the sleep deprivation. Um, and, and that's about it on this convo. And but. there's a weird goof in here, though, because Dean says he thinks that it's weird that there's this new realty company that's come in and bought up a bunch of real estate. And then on the web page that he's looking at where it has Joyce's bio, Joyce's bio says, with over 20 years' experience in the real estate market, I'm one of Portland's top realtors. I mean, which, to be fair, could be a Leviathan thing they lied about. But yeah. it, he does say, like, they're brand new on the they're scene, new, and hers says that it's 20 years. So then, Well, either way. So we've got Sam sleepy driving and Dean sitting there doing research, and he decides to call Frank again. My boy Frank! Because he's got to figure out how to get into, figure out who this, what this real estate company is all about and get into their website. Yeah. Geo Thrive Inc. And he wants to know if Frank can get in there. And Frank asks if dogs can play poker. And they can. Well, while that's all going on, Sam is going to fall asleep driving. He does a bunch of swerving. He almost gets in a wreck. And it's real scary. It is. It's and really, he wakes up and he swerves. And he thinks something's going to happen. But it does. We just got to a barista. Yeah, now we just got to a barista. We got George talking at Mojo Java and this barista puts in an extra pump and George is not happy about that because she wanted one pump. It's also and not what he pumps. ordered you fucking dick. Like, and the guy's like, Oh, the pump's three. And he's like, I didn't want the fucking pump. And the barista's really shitty. And it's just a really ugly exchange. He says, eat me. And uh, George says, don't tempt me. <laughs> so now we know for sure that George is also a Leviathan. He already, we already knew he was into it and knew what was going on with Dick Roman. But that's our our, our our proof. 
Yeah, and I think we're we're. I'm not sure about you, but see, I have way more sympathy for fucking George than I do for Scott. Like, I love George. Really? Oh yeah, because I have been in George's shoes. Like, I have worked for Joyce. I have been trampled on by her, and I probably had this exact same situation happen at a coffee shop. And like had somebody shit at me and being like, oh my God, I'm going to have this grown ass woman yelling at me. And so I feel for you. And I love this kind of don't tempt me. Well, in the background, he hears Sam order his triple red eye and he recognizes Sam's voice. So that's a, that's something. And so we've got George following Sam now, follows him to the antique shop, calls Joyce and he's like, look, I found Winchesters. They're in Portland. I'm going to eat this motherfucker. And she's like, nah, I get to eat them. You got to come here. Well, yeah. And she's like, get back to the office. Chain of commands. I eat him. And just, oh, what a cunt, right? And then she takes her coffee and she's just like, ah, two pumps. She knows. Exactly. When you drink Never mind. I'm, I was going to not, I don't care. Drink, drink all your fancy coffees all you want. But you still know. I drink know. my coffee black typically. I drink like, I'll get a fancy drink occasionally, but like, I'm not going to be able to be like, this had two pumps versus one pump. Like, come on. You, it's not barely, it's barely coffee now. Come on. I know. Well, and that's also just why it's irritating. It's all just very irritating. But then we go from her being irritating to Dean, I fucking pie. Yeah. And Frank calls him though. And he tells him that GeoThrive is all dick. Yeah, he, well, what he tells dick. him is he's figured out why he has hit that firewall. And I'm like, because it was the public-facing website that had some that's, minor access controls? That's not that's, a strange that's firewall. That's just... That's very normal. This is not corporate, like, nothing like, yeah, they, you just can't look at their corporate shit. Or at least you're not supposed to. So, but then... Dean says that to Frank that my silence is your cue and he smiles at him because he I think he's in love and this is totally the new Destiel, which I don't know if that should be like Freen or Dank or Drank. I'm not sure what is like the appropriate shipping name. There is not a shipping here. Look at his face. Like he is just, it's just in them. they're just love teasing each them. other because they both no, they're like a Bobby relationship. They are in That's love. not a bad It's kind not of a thing. Bobby relationship. They are, no. they are in love. And I'm starting to Don't think make it that weird. supernatural is all about the love life of Dean Winchesters. Oh, so I don't know. It's just the smile on his face as he says that back to him is just so. He's saying because Frank has said it to him before. It's just very funny. It That's is. All. It's very touching, and it said, "I love you." He said, "I love you" with his eyes. I saw it. I saw it. it he said, there. "I love pie," and I'm going to be snarky. That's what he said. <sighs> anyway, ridiculous. So Dean. And Dean and Frank discuss, and they're like, uh, he, Frank's like, you need to get the fuck out. And that's about it. Uh, so in the, as, as that call ends, Sam arrives. Sam tells, Dean tells Sam, BT Dub, Leviathans, also nesting dolls of dick. <laughs> you know. yep. So he's like, look, well, we need, but really, really, Sam, you need to fucking crash. But uh, apparently Sam uh, has D Lucifer singing Stairway to Heaven to him for the 50th time in a row. Fuck you. 
like one time is too much for that song and 50 times in a row oh my god i also love that really overall the whole the whole theme of this though is that it's corporate and smelly and leviathan and so anytime it's just like we know that it's super corporate and that's going to be a problem i am down with this so well sam's phone rings and it's scott their friend scott and he's asking for help because he's saying that he looked in one of mom's old mirrors now he wants to rip his face off and they're like, ugh, of course he did something with his mom's shit. And they totally judged Scott. And though Scott didn't do anything except for get trapped into making a trap for them. Well, right now Scott's being Joyce. a little bitch. He's well, being a little of. bitch for Joyce and it's a trap. So, And then she pulls off her scarf and he puts it in his mouth and it's just gross. That's kind of gross. So, <laughs> I just uh, hate those scarves anyway. too. Yeah, so she shoves a scarf in his mouth, and while they wait for Sam and Dean, and Joyce or George has to tie Scott up with duct tape, and they're like, "Look, all number one, Scott can't talk, but we also can't make it make the papers." So hmm, Joyce is like, "Yeah, George, you'll just have to turn into Scott for the next thirty years." Sorry, that's fucked up. To who, but then what happens to who George was? George just George disappears. Like, no, he was just, he was just a real disp- estate agent. So, the, like, if, as long as George was just, like, a loner, like, real estate agent dude. Because George was somebody before, right? So, he that body was, like, I don't know. This is an endless cycle. We don't know. So, they're constantly covering their tracks. But then we have Sam and Dean pulling up in a truck with a U-Haul. Yeah. And, she, and of course, you know, Joyce and George are waiting for them. And she introduces themselves as the people who will be eating them. And she goes full Leviathan face because she's going to eat Dean and George is going to go after Sam. And there's a big fight. But in the middle of our fight, George starts giving Sam hot tips. Like, hey, that bucket right there is the stuff you use to burn us. Ta-da! Hey, over there is a sword. Go get it. And it, like, George kind of stops fighting Sam. And Sam gets to kill Joyce right as she's fighting really hard against Dean. Huh. That's weird. Well, then we cut to Dean putting Joyce's head in a bag in the safe, which I think is a very smart idea. And it's like, we're just going to make use of the space that we have now. And like, God damn it, is this safe also magical? Like, how much shit can it hold? Because it looks like it's hold like a bunch of boxes. And yeah, I'd like I'd like this safe. So Scott's whining that he can't uproot his life. And I'm like, dude, you just got a big fucking check from selling your mom's fucking store. Yeah. And they're like, no, you need to run. Uh, run. Just fucking go. And he's like, okay. He finally leaves. And But Sam and Dean really need to know why George helped them. And he's like, and he's just straight up says, because I'm dying to know what that bitch tastes like. This fool hated George. Or George hated Joyce so fucking much that he helped the enemy of the Leviathan, who they are all out to get. Just to take down Joyce. Well, also to eat her, right? And I think you're underestimating how much the Leviathans like to eat each other or themselves. Right? Because when you have the whole baby, they're just a very much an eating each other culture. Yeah, I mean, we do get a few bibbing references in this episode, Right, too. so what do you think happened to her other assistants? She ate them. Oh, she she ate them. I so they're just, just like, weird. it's part of their diet and their culture just to eat each other. So it makes perfect sense. It's what he wanted to do. I guess. And I would say, haven't you ever wanted to eat your boss? But 
that's that's a weird that just won't stop no uh anyways so but so. he makes a point that that at least you know she will stay dead which is interesting right so this is you know i think the only bona fide method we know to kill a leviathan right because even the hags have it, it's have it, it's to have them eaten by another leviathan i think so right they haven't and, said anything else yeah i guess so sam asks him straight out are you does that mean you're on our side and he says no no he's not so we have clarity there he just really fucking hates joyce which is reasonable he just doesn't want to clean up her clean up her messes or get eaten by her Yep. So he's going to eat her instead. He's very gleeful. That's his hot take. Gleeful. So he thanks, he thanks Sam and Dean. And he also says, you're welcome to Sam and Dean. <laughs> and winks at him. He's like, hey, guys, it's a win-win. Hey, we get this. And uh, uh, he's like, look, I I don't even know what's good. They're like, Dean's like, no, this isn't going to go that way. I need you to tell me what the fuck Dick Roman's doing. And he's like, I don't know what's happening in fucking Wisconsin. So, but Sam has a sword to his throat. So that kind of changes his perspective. And he just basically says, look, killing people is not part of our agenda. Joyce just got impatient. It's not how we're supposed to do things. We are everywhere. And it's more and bigger and ambitious than this little fucking project. And what is this little fucking project? Oh, we're gonna make a research center for disease to cure cancer. What? And so now this throws like everybody off because we're like, "What? You're fucking evil! Why are you curing cancer? Like, why are you? You're not here to kill people. It's just a collateral damage situation and Joyce is a bitch situation. You're actually trying to buy up all this real estate to make a research center to cure cancer, but also why? Like, couldn't you build it in the fucking empty lot behind this instead of buying up all these people's businesses? It's nonsense. It doesn't make well, none of this sense. makes it's any weird. sense. But basically, the bottom line is that leviathans are taking over. They're buying everything, and they want to yeah. cure cancer because they're here to help. A more kind of winking. We're just here to here help. To help. With the quotation marks. It is very much, it reminds me of, oh, I should, you know, we'll go back. I, I love watching the old Treehouse of Horrors. Not like the, I just am caught up on the new ones. I had, I made myself, I did watch like all of them. Like a few years ago, I sat down and watched all of them. But one of the Cronus mm. ones where they have the, uh, the book of, um, basically it's like Soylent Green, but it's with yeah. with the aliens. And part of it is like, you know, how to feed humans. And like they keep thinking like they're going to eat them and then they're going to feed them. And it goes back and forth and trying to figure out like, are we here to help? Or are we here to to eat you? Like, right. And this is what I feel like we're at right now. Yeah. It's very confusing. It is. It's super confusing. And so they leave. So the next day, Sam and Dean load up the trailer. So they just let George go, right? No, they, they definitely killed George. Did they? I thought so. I thought they killed him. They didn't show them killing. They just like. Went I got from, the impression. Why wouldn't they? Why would they give you that impression and then not? I don't know. I think they would have said something. Dean's attitude gave me the impression. I don't think they killed him. Anyways. I feel like he'd be more. I feel like he'd be more torn the next. Because they would have had a head. They would have had a discussion of what they did, like to separate his head and his body. I guess. 
Well, they had that sword. I don't know. That's what, I think something would have happened. Like they would have. I don't know. But uh, I think. But but they but they've had this whole thing where they definitely don't let monsters live now. I mean, that goes back to like what's happened these last few episodes with the Amazon. And I don't and know. Like, I, but I swear, I don't think they killed him. I think they would have showed it. Hmm. 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 It's just, but I mean, really, like, it's just not what happens is not referenced at all. And that's just, you know. Nope. And then Dean's makes a comment about how monsters cure cancer. It makes them nervous. It makes, it makes both of them very nervous. So uh, he's like, look, Sam needs to fucking sleep on, on our way to Frank's place. So let's find the soft rock station. And then all of a sudden they get in the car and Bad Moon Rising by CCR is playing. And I don't think that that's necessarily soft rock. It's very weird. Um, but the song is consistently playing from daytime through nighttime. And, but the song doesn't end or repeat. It's very weird. And they get to Frank's. Winnebago. Hopefully it was not Bad Moon Rising on repeat over and over again. Right. We ha- They haven't played the song since season one. So this is the first time you know, it's been brought back. But it's a good song to have it. But it's a good song. Then no! Frank, Frank's not answering the door. And this is not good. And no. they yell for him not to shoot. So they're going to go in. And as soon as we go in you see a little bit of bloody glass on the ground and you know it's not good. Frank! All we know though is there's blood splatter, his shit's all smashed and strewn about. Frank's equipment! No! All of that gear! That was so much gear! But we don't see Frank, we just see some blood. Can I go steal all of his gear now that he's dead? He won't need it anymore. Like, I think You don't know that he's dead, we didn't see a body. I don't know, there's a bunch of blood, there's a bunch of blood, and I'm assuming Frank... See, at least, like, but there's no answers in this, right? We don't know what happened to George. We don't know what happened to Frank. We don't know what happened to Frank and Dean and Freen or Drank. We- <laughs> Drank. <sighs> uh, so they just kind of, they leave us name. in this like shitty place, right? So yes. again, like this is, I think, why people don't like season seven. So we'll. I'll, I'm going to pause. Unanswered questions. Yeah, I'm going to pause the unanswered questions, and just say, ask our real estate lady in her red blazer. <laughs> is there anything on your sign for sale in the casting couch? Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? I'd be happy to share some information about our wonderful casting couch with you this week. Uh, so, <laughs> so we've got, um, and honestly, I'll, I'll candidly, uh, a lot of our actors this week, as, as enjoyable as it was and as great as they all were, are not necessarily actors. Were with they all at Hallmark resume? Most of them. Um, a lot of them were. But so we, I'll kick off though with our, our friend George. Uh, it was played by Brian Cooperl. Uh, he actually left, it says in his bio, he left acting in 2013 to uh, pursue supporting at-risk youth in L.A. I already loved you, George. See, I could sit, maybe I just sensed his good heart coming but, through. And he was also uh, Roy in Buffy. So he's been multiple episodes of Buffy. Uh, he was Cliff in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the old, the, the, uh, 
the Melissa, jo- Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Uh, and then he was a, he had a small bit part in Legally Blonde too. So if I, if you, if I wanted to make you like him more, you're welcome. Yep. Joyce was played by Mary Page Keller. Uh, she's been in episodes of things going back to Ellen, the sitcom, not the talk show. Uh, NCIS, Mad Men, and Grimm. She was in multiple episodes of Sybil, Nip Tuck, 24, Pretty Little Liars, and Bosch. Uh, and uh, she was a regular character uh, named Sally on the show Another World. When I say regular, I mean 38 episodes regular. Was it? And, was uh, was that Jensen's? No, was Jensen Days of Our Lives no. or was Another World? I don't remember. Mm, Damn it. I'm what was this? Soap. I get all the soap operas run together for me. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, I old check. And then uh, she was an actress uh, or character. Uh, there was a movie called The Negotiator, which was pretty big. She was Lisa in that in 1998. Um, our barista was played by David Leach, who was also Mordecai in Scary Movie 4. Uh, Mr. Marshall was played by Roger Barton, who's had a very long career over the, uh, but you know, a lot of small roles over the years, but a couple of notable things I'd point out. He's been multiple, he was a couple episodes of TNT, which was the Mr. T show. And in the nineties version of the show Kung Fu, he was also Mr. Bumstein in Detroit Rock City. Uh, and then Timmy's nanny is what they call her is Allison Grant. Uh, she's been in episodes of Bates Motel, Wayward Pines, I Zombie, and more. Our tea kettle victim is it caught my attention. This is played by Sarah Hayward. She is in episodes of Outer Limits, Smallville, Fringe, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Bates Motel, Flash, Once Upon a Time, and Space Force. Pretty recently. Uh, she was the Stitch Cenobite in Hellraiser Hellseeker in 2002. That's so cool. Yeah. She was a uh, Cenobite. That's amazing. I know. Uh, she was a secretary in the 2003 Wrinkle in Time movie. She had a small part in the movie Miracle. She was Sylvia in the series Siren, pretty recently, the sci-fi series. And she's been in multiple episodes of Schmigadoon, which is an Apple uh current apple series it's good for her and for those so. of you who i know are screaming at the radio or whatever the fuck you listen to yeah. this on uh jensen was in season for lives not another world but it, i thought i didn't think it was another world but I, I again like i don't know like they i i i i, 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 I can get through them but anyways that was those were great so what did you think? I mean, first, I, mean, I know what my feelings are, but what were. So it was a fun episode overall. I mean, it was very much, I think it was fun. And I appreciate that they're carrying the, um, it was fun and annoying at the same time. Does that make sense? Those are what Levi- I feel like the Leviathan are as a big bad. I feel like they are fun and annoying. Well, and then the cursed objects were fun. They were they made for a fun storyline. Not, not, like oh, it was fun watching people die away, but like it was. It, it was a fun storyline. Some and, some flair, and I, don't I think know. you could also really feel there was a lot of effort put in. I read in some of the back history of this that 
Jenny Klein trying to figure out like what the cursed objects were going to be and you know some things that got mixed and some things that didn't work one thing that I forgot to bring up was that it was pitched that Jensen did actually get those shoes on and had an entire dance scene to it but it was I believe denied by the network and Jensen that that happened but I I think that would have been fun I would have liked to have seen that yeah. Like it was comedy gold that missed, we missed out on. It'd be challenging just to do for funsies. Well, you can, I mean, um, yeah, but you could do for funsies like where you wouldn't actually have to do it, right? You could fake part of it and then, and then you done, would yeah. like cut in like real feats. I don't know. But yeah, it's, I think fun but annoying is a pretty, is a good explanation of this episode. It wasn't too heavy. Next week is heavier, but exciting. Well, we've left off pretty sad with concerned about Frank. So we're going to make some assumptions there. We're also deep back into Lucifer and Leviathan. So these are two, those are two heavy things. And we've been easing back into those for the last couple weeks. So I'm not shocked by this. Does that make sense? No. And this, and this season is very much a build. Yeah, it's oh, like no. when I'm at like the gym and I have to pick my things in the treadmill, and you know I have to go up and down. And intervals, my intervals. This is this is an interval season. Noted. I did my hit training this morning. <laughs> Thanks. I get my my intervals. All right. All right. With that, I think I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Cheers, shirt. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a. Don't get a production. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.